Hello, and welcome to a Filthy Talk, a Filthy Lots weekly live panel discussion show. We're coming at you live from North Vancouver uh, on the traditional lands of the Squamish Nation. We would like to recognize the privilege to work, play, and create on these beautiful lands and encourage you at home to look up or tell us in the chat where you are watching from. What traditional lands are you on right now? If you don't know, look it up. Find out, do some research, learn some stuff. I mean, research, Google it. <laughs> that, that is research. Season. Modern day research, yeah. Yep, hashtag Google. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to the show. And uh, I'm Trevor Gemma. This is Roz Young. And returning as captain of the Starship chat room, Ash Turner. Hey, so okay, okay, you're still repping. You got the. Uh... I mean, I've got the jacket. Oh. Um, but I was just doing an exercise program on the holodeck <laughs> that I had to rush back from. So I'm I'm still in my gear. Is this standard Federation issue uh, workout clothing? Absolutely. I wouldn't be caught dead in anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I do see the uh, uh, communicator badge still on your uh, tank top there. So. Well, of course, I'm still on the ship. Oh, you're still on duty. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you need to reach her in case of emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, kicking things off, uh, is there anything in nerd news you want to talk about? Um, well, in just general news, I want to start with uh, May is National Asian Heritage Month. Ah, yes. So, uh, very exciting. And speaking of learning more, um, I encourage everybody to uh, read, research, do some learning. One of my things that I did was listen and per participate in the experience of a poem by Canadian poet Christopher Sitt. And I think Ash can link it in the chat for us. It's really powerful. It's part of a PSA. It's a part of the campaign this month to learn more about Asian heritage in Canada. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's going to be a bit of a dark past, as most things in the past are. <laughs> uh, particularly in Vancouver right now, one of the yeah. um, hot spots for hate crime. Yeah. Yeah. What a way to start the show, everybody! <laughs> Learn about hate crimes, um, but it's really important. I think everyone. It is super do it. important. Yeah. And, and there's only one way to uh, improve who you are and how you act is to learn from mistakes. Yeah. Not totally. only yours, but those of the past. And things that you don't know, that are part of your privilege because you don't know that stuff yet. Yep. Find out more. Learn. Okay. Uh, you're a nerd nurse. Uh, yeah, mine's actually nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang your head in shame. No, I'm kidding. It's great. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want to talk about there's a bit more news, uh, more information about up, upcoming uh, all virtual E3, the entertainment expo that happens yearly. It's all video game centric convention. Uh, and as all conventions have been for the last, oh God, it feels like longer, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's over a year now. Um, it's completely online. It's all virtual. Uh, it's happening in June from the 12th to the 15th. And this is... I'm, I'm, it's I'm crazy how close that is. That's disturbing. Yeah, it's a month away. Oh, it's freaky, I know. Uh, so they, they've announced that they have an online portal and app, and that through that they're, they're creating, not only are they doing four days of like you know different companies and everything making their announcements within the game world, uh, but they're going to have virtual booths. So it's like you can actually tour a convention floor, and all like there'll be different sort of vendors that they have uh, uh, within there, they'll have their own experiences, their own uh, uh, conferences and that kind of thing that aren't part of the main Ooh. broadcast. Nice. Um, but there'll be virtual booths, hosted events, video conferencing. Uh, you can create your own profile and avatar. There's going to be lounges so that you can meet other people. Like there's a, they're bringing a social aspect to it. So you're not just a viewer. Um, nice. And online forums and stuff. So there'll be four days of broadcasting uh, uh, and live streaming. But the virtual experience will run parallel to the four-day broadcast. 
and they say they're laying the foundation for the interactive E3 elements that will continue beyond this year's all-virtual event. Ooh. So this is going to set uh, uh, the bar for, or, or at least start the bar for what conventions will be like after this is all over. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a more immersive, so that you don't have to physically be there anymore. Like there's, there's that aspect of it. You can I've physically go. I think we've oh. learned a lot from the pandemic that uh, there are some good things. Yeah. Um, grocery delivery, uh, amazing, saved my life. Uh, I will never go back. <laughs> But, I, but with cons, I think, you know, there's some years that you just can't make it or they're expensive and uh, sometimes the travel just doesn't work out for you. Yeah, and or you don't get a ticket because they sell out super oh. fast. But to be able to still participate and the types of things that they can offer online now because of having to learn and use some more technology and some of the resources, I think it's amazing. I think oh, it's going to evolve it. in a really cool way. Like, yeah. I, I think about comic book conventions and that people could do like vendors that are there, that are just there to you know, sell their wares, could do virtual things. If you can afford to go to the place mm. with your whole booth set up, That's you can amazing. do, you could do like an Etsy shop, or like you just have your own online shopping platform and a booth for people to shop through that's hosted by the thing, you give like a convention discount or something. Like, I think that is going to be a double aspect. Essentially, it's gonna make conventions bigger than they ever were. You heard it here first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other Other quick news. Uh, I don't know if you read about it, but Ubisoft is saying they're going to do less um, AAA games and more high-end, free-to-play. Mm-hmm. We all know what that means. Free to start playing. Free to start playing. Free to yeah. pay in microtransactions. This is true. Ah. Well, I mean, it's not always just Boom. microtransactions. It's that, or it's DLCs, or it's like pay to unlock the whole like like inventory or whatever. But I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you're into that. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's kind of cool Ubisoft about games. that, spinning things in a positive light, is you kind of get to try the game to see if you want to really invest in it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a free-to-play game, you get to see, it's like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. Like, it's okay, but I don't think I'm going to go the extra mile. And that's um, pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess I'll see, see what happens yeah. when I see. Oh, another quick nerd news thing for ye old Federation. Um, Starfleet Command, the video game, just announced a TNG expansion. So they're bringing all of the next generation cast, well, sorry, not all of them, no Worf and no Deanna Troy for whatever reason. What? But Data, Beverly, Doherty, Riker, and Picard Ooh. is gonna be a DLC for Starfleet Command. So you with your new gaming rig, you're probably gonna to wanna to play this game. I very much do. My new gaming system supplied by our very own tech director, Alex. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, I want to do one more really quick one. Do it. Um, last week you were talking about, um, you know, recasting people. And Dave yes. Batista was saying this week that uh, by the time Guardians 3 comes out, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out, um, he might be too old to play Drax again. And he's encouraging them to find someone else. And of course James Gunn was like, no, it can never be anyone else. Um, huh. But Batista is like, heck yeah. Doesn't mean that this is the end of the road for Drax. It's just the end of the road for me as, as uh, Drax the Destroyer. Huh. So, uh, you know. So he's on my side. Well, I mean, maybe not specifically in that instance, but he's, there you go. You have an actor saying, I'm not the role. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Like, yeah. The, it doesn't die with me. This is a character that existed before me and can exist after me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I dig on that. Okay, that's, that's, that's enough. Sweet. Okay. Uh, so, speaking of like conventions and what they're going to look like and looking forward and being hopeful and all that kind of a thing, it's kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, so, to help us get into what we're hopeful for at Whatnot, uh, welcoming to the stage for the first time, 
uh, maker extraordinaire and uh, lady of very, very many talents, uh, who hasn't been on the show yet and is on here for the first time, Chelsea Mainwaring. Chelsea! Yeah, Chelsea! I've tried to get you on the show several times and it's never worked out. I'm nervous. <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> We're gonna learn so much about Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and also yes. joining us yes. now, I have was handed this as uh, uh, to, I asked, how do you want to be introduced? And Joshua Lenner as Conan the Barbarian. <gasps> yes. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can barely handle it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> It is unbearable. It is unbearable. Oh, well, yeah, makes, the makes heat sense. in this thing is unbearable. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, look at your life. Look at your life. Hang on, I'm just going to get my bare feet out. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah? Ah. All right. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> um, oh, wow, Next you're question, sticking please. with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Oh, boy. I love it. Um, okay. Um, wow. I just, it threw me off my game, actually. It did. <laughs> I, yep, it did. Um, okay. Wait, wait, first, I, the excitement of, we're talking about pandemic being, you know, in our, we got hope at the end of this tunnel. Yes. Um, I'm registered for my vaccine post, I, and how about you? I just got my uh, text yes. message. I have yet to book the appointment, but yeah, it was, it was very exciting. I did not expect to have the, I mean, I registered, and then I didn't expect the text to give me the reaction that I had. I got it, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I got rather excited. Um, because it, it's just, yeah, it instilled uh, uh, a fair bit of hope into this right? weird-ass right? experience. <laughs> what about yourselves? I have not yet. But you're registered, not, hopefully not soon. Not yet. <gasps> oh, just not because I want it real bad, but not, not yet. Ah. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. the techie mm -hmm. that, I, yeah. I'm, yeah, put I'm, your name I'm in there. I'm put doing it. Put your name in and they will send you a text when they can. I know right now in Vancouver, they are looking at high transmission areas first. So oh, okay. some people, have already gotten theirs at our in our office, which is amazing. Phone's um, not that high, so yeah, yeah, yeah that <laughs> makes sense. So they yeah. might even if you put your name in, they might oh geez, they might not even send you a message just yet. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but come on, vaccine. I hope so. <laughs> Josh. Yes. Have, have you put your name in? Are you going to get your vaccine soon? I have not put my name in. I haven't received any notifications. I mean, obviously, when the time comes, I'm going to do it. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, and as well as anyone who's you know worried about it should. I actually just watched uh, last night the episode from two weeks ago, John Oliver's Last Week Tonight, uh, uh, about the vaccines. And uh, this has been, uh, there's been a lot of like, the, the people with vaccine hesitancy, myself included. I, I was like uh, uh, a little unsure of it. I remember talking to you and Matt about it because you guys are scientists, specifically biology, right? And uh, the fact that it's the, the, the messenger RNA vaccine, so that it's, it's a new type, and that made me go, uh, that's weird. <laughs> so it gave me, it gave me hesitancy. Mm -hmm. But um, learning more about it, I resolved that hesitancy. <laughs> so uh, if you're feeling hesitant, you and you at home, uh, there's a lot of like credible research. I'd still, you know, make your own mind up, but, uh, but look into it. Because, yeah, um, I'm not as scared anymore, yeah. I will say. I was a little worried. What are you guys most excited about? Like, someday when we're post-pandemic, mm -hmm. 
What's the like first thing you want? Have you seen that gum commercial where everyone runs out into the street? I love that. Yeah, it's like so good. That idea that you know you, you just want to hug somebody or you just want to make out with a stranger. What's the thing that you're most looking forward to? One thing, it's not even that I most look forward to it, but I just remember it being super fun at like events or concerts or something. You know when you go with your gang of people, then you're like, oh, I'll see you in a few minutes, and then you all just disappear and lose each other immediately. <laughs> and then you get a few drinks, and then music comes on. And it's just, you end up being like, sharing that passion of whatever it is with some total stranger right beside you, or having a talk in the bathroom with someone you don't know. But it's just such a lovely, fleeting moment those little things that are just shared moments with other people, even that you don't necessarily know, but they're just, Stranger. they can be magical. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Uh, Sorry, I'm just watching Josh try to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's commitment to a bit, and I appreciate it. What um, are you looking forward to? Uh, dancing. Just in general? I, I mean, like... Have you all, not been dancing? You well, can do that like, yourself, you know. Well, I mean, I do dancing all the time. Like, just at the shop today, I was, like, I was putting together models, and I was just, like, listening to music, having a really good time. And I'm like, I miss going out and dancing with people. I miss seeing faces and, like, actually interacting and dancing and, like, you know, having a really good time. You know, just really positive atmosphere. So, uh, speaking of concerts, do you guys have any, like, memorable... What's your most memorable concert experience from the before times? The before four? The before... <laughs> before. The it dog so long time. ago now. It does. It's go way back. It's weird. Hmm. Did you I, want to start with one while they ponder? Yes. Do you have one loaded in your brain? I mean, I, so, I guess something about what you're talking about sparked one that I didn't think about till right now. Uh, this is a little weird, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about this one because uh, I forgot about it. But uh, fleeting moments and like something in the bathroom. This happened in the bathroom. Whoa! And uh, I was at, no, I, was at the, I was at the Whoa. Commodore downtown. I don't even remember what show it was, but it was some. I think it was some kind of metal show. And I was in the bathroom, and I'm at the urinal. There was no one else in there. And then a guy comes in next to me, and. At first, I was like, God damn it, because he took the urinal right next to me. There were plenty of vacant ones, and that's just weird. But, uh, but I look. I don't and know I was where like, this is going, and I'm here for it. It's not going where you think it is okay. at all. Just bear with the man. Just, oh. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you, Bear. And I was like, oh, God damn it. And then uh, I, I had finished, and I turned, and I saw on his arm, he had a full sleeve of Thundercats tattoo. And it was like, it was all the like supporting cast. So I could see like, uh, uh, what are they called? Like there was the two like young ones that fly around on their little airboards. And then I saw like Panthra and I can't even remember Thundercats that well right now, Chitara. And, and I was like, oh man, you're, and it was really, really well done. I was, it was amazing. And uh, I was like, man, your sleeve is fantastic. He's like, oh, you like, oh man, yeah, I got it done in Victoria. He's all super excited about it. And uh, he's like, what's the one thing that never happened in the show? And I was like, oh, Lion-O never killed Mumra. And he goes, and he rips his shirt off and turns around, <laughs> and his entire back was Lion-O shoving his sword through Mumra. Like, his whole back. I was like, that's fucking crazy. So it, it did involve a guy taking his shirt off in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't like that at all. 
it was just, it was, it's, a, it's like a non-COVID friendly experience. It was super bizarre, but like really cool. And I do miss those weird magic moments that come yeah. completely out of left field. You just don't expect them. And you're yeah. like, that was weird. And just no one else was there to experience it. But you're like, I'll just remember that. That's yeah. weird and great. And it was like a super nerdy moment that happened at a metal show. Yeah, nice. Which, and I mean, there's nerd metal, but this wasn't nerd metal. It was something heavier. I just don't remember what it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I go to a lot of concerts, is the thing. So you've really missed out. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I had, before the pandemic, I had tickets to Rage Against the Machine, which I'd never seen live. Um, I had Tool tickets, and those then, you know, disappeared. But apparently they're being, Rage Against the Machine's being rescheduled for next year. I'm worried about Tool, because Maynard got COVID twice and has permanent <laughs> lung damage, which is horrible to hear from a singer. Um, so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And you guys I'm, have outstanding tickets waiting to be used? Well, I wish. I haven't, per I well, the last time I bought tickets, um, it was actually just when I joined up with AFL. It was to go see a show, uh, Emancipator. <gasps> oh, and yes. I, I was stoked to go see it. Um, my best friend, Tim, myself, and like, I was just like, four tickets, sold, <laughs> going. Uh, and then it was just like delayed. Yeah. Delayed. Canceled. Canceled. Sad. Oh. <laughs> and then ever since my heart was broken, you can't mend it back. Oh. But it's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. You can mend it. Do you, do you have a favorite concert moment that would be like, you know, a stand-up thing from your memory of, well, of there's going like to a concert? There's like several. I mean, like as a concert, um, there was a time when I went to Iron Maiden with uh, huh. some friends of mine, and this was like when we were like young bucks. I was probably 19, <laughs> 20, and I'm like scrawny, glasses, nerdy, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> Iron Maiden, here we go. <laughs> uh, I had no idea, I'd never been to a metal show, and then like this like crazy mosh pit starts happening on the floor. And I'm on the floor with all my friends and we're like trash, like we're super drunk, but I'm just like, okay, like just kind of go with the flow. And one of my buddies, he goes to me, he's like, Josh, have you ever like crowd surfed? I'm just like, no, I've always seen it on movies. Next thing I know, he's grabbing me, throwing me up and then I'm just like, ah, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so crowd surfing's, oh, that's another, man, I have a lot of stories. Um, <laughs> I had a, a, a mosh pit. I was crowd surfing at Green Day at Edgefest 96, I think it was, uh, which was a big festival that there was like tons and tons of bands. Uh, but Green Day was playing, mosh pit got crazy, and I was crowd surfing and I fell. And normally when you, if you fall while crowd surfing, someone will pick you up right away. Mm -hmm. Like there's, a, there's a, just a sort of like unwritten code of like helping people. Yeah, it's like a friendly um, mosh pit. A guy reached for me and I reached for him and then someone knocked him out of the way and the mosh pit closed on top of me. And for a whole song, I just had people jumping on me. Oh. It was awful. I lost my wallet. Uh, I, I got up. So finally, someone like the song dies down, and they're between songs, and Billy Joel's talk. Billy Joe is talking on stage. Not Billy <laughs> Joel. Concert. Billy Joel, Green Day frontman. <laughs> Very different. He got a piano. Um, <laughs> also, great mosh pits. Yeah. It sounds scary. I thought we were talking about fun stories. <laughs> I still had a great time, but I came up. I was like, someone's like, I'm standing on someone. I'm like, fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They get off me, they help me up. I'm like bleeding and stuff. My chain is like hanging, my wallet is gone. <laughs> it was rough. Um, but hmm. did you remember yours? Or do you have one? 
I was never trampled on, so that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, um, that's, that's a low bar. <laughs> Although, I usually like my personal space, but I remember I went to Google Bordello. I used to go every year. Oh, nice. And a lot of my friends don't love that style of music, so when I, go to, when I went to that concert, it was like with my people. And ah. I got as close as possible, because the gypsy punk, it was just so fun and... Yeah, just the dancing. It's so much energy. It's so much yeah. energy. Yeah. And like Eugene and the rest of the, like, it's all international musicians too. And it was just, you feel it. And it was just, even if you played at home, it's not quite the same as when hearing it live and with everyone else who shares it, people who get it. I was it thinking is about the difference between the, the really big concerts that you've been to. Like I saw Radiohead here in Vancouver, which oh, is, nice. you know, out at, at the university and it was outside and it was big and it was amazing. But it was also, there's tons of people and you're exploring and it's really fun. Um, but I think I miss most the smaller shows. Mm, like yeah. when I saw Google Bordello, it was also yeah. downtown, smaller place. Um, I saw Cake at a really small kind of venue. You saw Cake in a small venue? Yeah, and you're oh, kind, of all kind of crammed into a small place. But you really are, like, there's a yeah. lot of you in one place. Um, and it was, I think I saw Flaming Lips at that same place. And so oh. it was like, you know, a, a bunch of you all together, and it really it does kind of feel like I don't know you, but we all love this thing together. Yeah, and it's such an experience. I exactly. think that's the thing I miss the most is whether it be a music festival or a concert, uh, but especially those kinds of venues. It doesn't not as much as it like a movie or anything, but when you're in that kind of uh, uh, crammed in thing, it's it's people coming together with a common sort of goal not really a goal but a, a common interest and it's a common passion. objective mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah like you're all there for a mutual appreciation mm -hmm. and that's something i think i miss the most and i'm really looking forward mm -hmm. to to being in that kind of energy share that like euphoric um almost like uh like a shared positive vibe yeah. where everyone's just on that same level like you walk around you you hug you high five yeah that's the spirit <laughs> of comic-con you know when you go there um, I love Emerald City, the one that we didn't get to oh, go to. Yes. We had tickets. We were all Rabbit. like this close to making it. The pandemic was just like, oh, oh no. Um, but that's one of those ones where it's it's still small enough that when you go, you have that same feeling of being like, these are all people who, you know, we're not judging each other. We're here for the things we love. Um, there's this like shared metadata experience of like they are get, they're doing a joke that I get, which doesn't happen to me in my real life all the time. <laughs> It's so wonderful, and I think it's just whatever you can. Oh my! Whatever you can nerd out about with your with your group, right? Like the thing that gets you really stoked that you're just sharing, whether it's with strangers or friends, yeah. or whatever. It's just such a wonderful experience. Yeah, I'm I'm super looking forward to that. Um, and it's not that we don't have a, a, a level of that here. It's just something of we're so lucky to be we are very lucky here yeah. by all of these other yes. like yes. weirdo nerds. Oh yeah. But there's still something to be that. said for. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know I've experienced the antithesis of it uh, uh, in like, like, you know, like crowd mob mentality kind of thing, but it, it has the potential to be either way and they're equally infectious. And it's, it's something that happens with a large group of humans that you can't, you can't emulate. You can't do it without that large group of humans. And it's it is interesting just that like it, can be, it can be joy or it can be spite. You yeah, know? and it does feel about like whether it's inclusive or exclusive. Yeah, you know, so whether you're just like you love that thing I love, come on in. Yeah, or whether it's like you don't love that thing I love, you're on the outside. And I or we uh, uh, we both have like that's the one interesting thing about like uh, uh, going to metal shows. 
because it's sort of like everyone there has a mutual energy that they need to get out. Mm-hmm. Because the music isn't sunshine, but they're all there and everyone's like, yeah! Like it's it's still positive, but it's like an aggressive positive. It's pent-up aggression. And they like they always like seem to release it out in like mosh pits or yeah. like, just before the show, like the lineup, everyone's super like <sighs> and everyone's like, yeah. Like any cars that drive by, do 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 yeah, it's, it's it's infectious. It's, it's great. It's electric. Yeah, when's the last time you like waited in line next to other people where you weren't like spaced out that way? Um, I don't know that I missed wait, the wait. lines. So um, we're going <laughs> to learn a little bit about Chelsea today, but uh, let's talk about Lord of the Rings. But have like to wait in line for like that kind of a movie event. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just like go and do those things. Like you just show up to places to do stuff like Game of Thrones. True. Because you're but... you're a pretty big like. I'm a fantasy nerd. I'm a huge fantasy nerd. And speaking back of waiting in line, I went to see the first Lord of the Rings. I still have the movie stubs. I went to see the Fellowship of the Ring 13 times. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly by myself, because by then everyone else was like, no, no, once was good. And I was like, no more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was kind of a hyper nerd with Lord of the Rings. Oh. Which, yeah. And then wait, you work, did you work on one of those? Like I was 13 Ho- when they came out, so no, I no, didn't no, work no. on those. But did you work on The Hobbit? <laughs> yeah, so when I heard that they were going to be filming The Hobbit in New Zealand, I just finished um, college as a becoming a jeweler, and my dream was to be able to make stuff on fantasy movies. So, and I had, you know, a little bit of money, not, not much, but enough for a plane ticket, a one-way. Oh. And um, yeah, I booked it for New Zealand because it looked amazing. I wanted to go to all the cool spots that Lord of the Rings was filmed at. Cause I, yeah, I did. I went to all the, the places they filmed everything, <laughs> and I filmed myself with like fake cloaks on, running in front of things, and it was great. Um, and then I was on a whim. I was like, I'm gonna go to Weta and just put in my application, and you know, at the door they're like, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I went to the gift shop next door and looking at all the cool stuff, bought loads of stuff, like the elf ears and a cool Weta shirt and stuff, and. And I was at the desk, I was like, can you look at my resume? You know, maybe you can, you know, working here, you could pass it on. And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then it was just really lucky that someone who's in the art department, the art director was in there and was like, um, or he knew the art director, sorry. And after he came and he's like, oh, look at your resume. And then one thing led to another and I managed to get on. Wait, that happened while you were in the gift shop? Yeah. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wild. I didn't get the call till like a few weeks later, but yeah. So it was just, he happened to see and have a look at it. And it's like, I'll take this and pass it along and it seemed to work. Okay. Uh, something about that story that intrigued me there was you bought a one-way ticket. Yeah. You scraped, in, you scraped together enough money to buy a one-way ticket. So you just <laughs> went like all yeah. in. Yeah. I didn't know where I was staying when I got off, like in the airport. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I had a panic attack on the plane, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so it was a little terrifying. But, I, uh, I, I've never, I've, I've only ever had return plans. Uh, <laughs> has, uh, uh, they're they were expensive. So it's how like, I yeah, travel. One's good. Have you, have you done that any other time? Um, when I went to Belfast the yeah, first time. Yeah, you showed time. up for another show. I did the same thing. <laughs> I didn't expect it to work another time. That's just crazy. <laughs> but you're on screen but, the second time. Which also wasn't expected. I went to go make some jewelry, which is like, yeah, we could probably use some help for making stuff. And, and then I fell into the, it was like the extras department. They're like, oh, well, why don't you just submit to, you know, you could, you know, be an extra or something. You look like a wild and got long hair, you know. So I was like, <laughs> all right. 
and then I suddenly brought in for an audition to like shoot arrows, and I had to use an umbrella to sword fight, and I was just like, what is happening? That's and the same. <laughs> it was a pink umbrella. They're like, all right, now fight something. And I was like, fighting against some shadow on the wall, and then, yeah, and then suddenly I was in it, which was That's, super so that exciting. Was, that was for Game of Thrones? Yes. Man, you have a lot of nerd cred. Like, a lot of nerd cred. That's impressive. There were two things I was really obsessed with, so I was like, all right. And those both involved one-way tickets? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That is, uh, that is, that is bald. And work visas. So if, you know, I didn't expect to, like, just come home right away, I was like, okay, well, if I don't, nothing happens, I'll just work around, which I did in both places and <clears throat> had so much fun on other stuff as well. Huh. Yeah. So wait, you, did you get work visas and then didn't get the one-way ticket? Yeah. I think, oh. that, I think that was the deal. I think you had to have a, uh, like a visa in order to get a one-way ticket. Oh. So I was like, oh, shit. So I had to go back and get, okay. the, get the visa. So That makes sense. That kind of... Never looked into it. I mean, the, sto <laughs> the story is amazing. Uh, we'll learn more about Chelsea, I'm sure. But it's also the travel component, which is, I mean, how long has it been since either of you were on a plane? Oh, well over a decade for me. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've traveled once on a plane and... What? Well, once on a plane out of country. Within country, I went to film festivals. And I went to like Fantasia, like in Montreal and, and stuff like that. Um, but I've only been out of the country once. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, Barcello, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. It was for, wow. for some uh, really good friend of mine um, wedding, uh, Nolan and Ellie Smith. Oh. Uh, actually, they, um, they're about to... Yeah, like um, Ellie actually is just pregnant now, so they're working on their first child. And, oh, uh, they've been married for yeah, well over a decade now. So well, she's working; his job is done. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the support is extremely important. That's true. That's true. Um, dads out there, please, you know, don't give up. No, I'm just. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, only on the country once, and uh, beautiful country, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, just crystal clear waters, you know, mm. beautiful people, so nice. Like, obviously, like, there's a lot of the, um, uh, you know, bartering system and stuff like that, which I never really, like, I don't like taking things for less money than I can get. Oh. I, I, I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't know. I just, I've never liked that. It's just like, oh, this is really dope. I'm, I think this is that worth. And they'd be like, this is double than what I was asking, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing. Have you ever worked sales? No, if that's ever, why. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, because uh, I grew up thinking that like, if I want a thing, I need to make the money to get the thing, because that's the price of the thing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I worked in commission sales that I realized that that's just North American culture. And because like Vancouver is super multicultural, dealing with people from all different kinds of cultures, I was like, man, people fucking argue price a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why, what, how, like, cause I thought just that, this is weird, but it's not. And it actually can be insulting if you're in another country and don't haggle. <coughs> cause they expect it, it's part of the culture. Yeah, and like, that's fine. Like, I will probably like, like barter a little bit or, you know, go for it, but I won't try and go for like, well, I can get this for super cheap because that's what I want to get it for. I want to not spend money. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever things that I think are worth is what that I'm going to pay for. That's fair. And, I mean, um, again, that's how I... And, and everyone else can think that way too. And that's why they will probably barter down a little bit lower, right? Yeah. 
But uh, like I was saying, like beautiful country and uh, just that I, when I went there, I was just like, because I'm super young and I was just like, I love sharks. So I was just like, I want to swim with a shark. And so huh. it's just like, what? Why? No. Yeah, why? What? And, and all excellent questions. <laughs> yeah. Ash has questions. Uh, I, I don't have a question. I, I just want to tell you that I've swam with sharks a couple times. And it yeah. was super cool. Nice. <laughs> and, and, like, and when I got there, I was just like, I, I don't even care how it's going to happen, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm probably going to get hurt. But so I swam with nurse sharks. Oh. Yeah, like they're the puppy dog of the yeah. seas or whatever. But when the locals, like when they had us, they were just like, yeah, you know, like they don't have teeth and stuff. But they're still sharks. Yeah. They're bigger than you. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't care now. But I went from like um, the head all the way down to the tail. And this thing is like, like seven, seven feet underwater and just like the smoothest skin going one direction. and. It was the most exhilarating feeling I've ever is had. Is that your goal? So, like, the first, when you can travel next, are you like, sharks, I'm doing it again? <laughs> no, I, I already checked that off. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Because okay. I watched too many other horror movies where I'm just like, no. You're not trying to build they your way They got superpowers now. They're super scary and dangerous. They can, like, fly and go in tornadoes. Like, they're super freaking scary. <laughs> this is real, people. <laughs> what is your goal, then? The first... The first thing that you could book that's like a vacation destination, that you're, you're vaccinated, everyone else is, mm -hmm. the pandemic is under control, COVID-19 is a huh. thing we manage, Everything's as, as well as we manage the flu. Um, where are you going to go first? Um, Good question. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love where I am. Like, this is such a beautiful country. Like, I, I don't have anything specific that I really want to go, but... My, my brother does really want to go to uh, Costa Rica. Oh. And um, I, think, I think I might do it because I've heard nothing but good things. You know, I really do want to travel somewhere, but uh, honestly, I've always been really competent here. Oh, I mean, I feel the same. I mean, <laughs> you know when people like look up uh, their, the meaning of their names? Like, what is your, <laughs> Trevor means homesteader. <laughs> It means homestead. Homestead. Homesteady. Homestead-er. Oh. Yeah, so someone who, like, you know, piles up food and takes care of the home and tends to the fields and that kind of crap. Oh, okay. Yeah, like oh, someone that makes who sense. preserves their own jellies and that kind of That's shit. wonderful. No, that makes sense because you do a lot for us here. Oh, okay. I mean, thank you. Uh, no, thank but, you. But I, 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 like you, I hadn't done, I haven't done tons of travel. Um, I've been, I've only been to a few places. I've been to Hawaii three times, weirdly. Um, twice is like when it wasn't my choice as a child, and then once as an adult. Um, but uh, I did, <laughs> however, uh, uh, have a really cool trip with Ash. Uh, we went to uh, Guatemala and Belize. And uh, I don't know about where I want to go first, but one of the most probably the most magical day of my life was because of traveling. Um, and something that none of us might miss, but I'm going to force upon all of you now, and you at home, <laughs> is a little slideshow from oh. traveling. Oh, oh how embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. 
Guatemala, and uh, okay. uh, we were staying, we were hosteling, we were backpacking, and uh, we were at this place called Utopia, that was the name of the hostel, and uh, it, it was in like very, like very jungly area, and this one day we did this big excursion from the hostel to a nearby, uh, uh, it started off with a spelunk tour through a cave. Uh, that's the cave there. And from there, we were all given uh, a single candle each to enter into this cave. Uh, there's Aww. me and Ash with our candles. So and, cute. Uh, so going into the cave, it had a lot of water. And you actually had to swim while holding a candle and go traversing through the water. There's Ash in the water. I had already made it through to the other side, I guess. I went oh, first. Man. Um, which is weird because I'm a horrible swimmer, uh, like really bad. I sink. I do not swim. <laughs> I do not float. I drowned when I was a child. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I was dead for a minute. It was rough. Oh, shit. Um, I feel like that's another story. It's, it is a whole other story. Not for today. No, no. Um, but I, I did it. And uh, uh, um, okay, so so interesting thing that happened in that cave was uh, Ash and I both ended up facing some fears. We get through that water and then we get to, uh, inside the cave there's a waterfall and there was a ladder next to it or there was a rope in the middle of the waterfall and you could, in the water, like scale up a rope. Oh, Neither of us cool. did that, a couple people did. Most people took the very, very wet ladder. Um, we go up the ladder and we explore a little further into the cave. We get to like some really cool openings. Um, but on the way back, uh, everyone else, ended up having to go down because Ash had a full-blown panic attack at the top of this ladder. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that Ash had a fear of heights, but it was super activated at the top of this ladder. So then oh, it got no. to Ash having to face this fear of, uh, of heights and this like scary ladder to just, you know, like rock formation beneath. And okay, yeah. not only was it heights, but it was like a small opening in a cave going down to like a ladder that was like off to the side. And you have to like crawl backwards to like get your legs over to the ladder. And also it's soaking wet. And also, and also I have bad knees, man. Yeah, it's true, it's true. So the only option is to sit in the dark with your one candle and hyperventilate. That's, yeah, that's all you can which do. Which is what you were doing. I think I ended up taking your candle and, uh, uh, and like getting her through it and then encouraging her and, and to getting her to go backwards and feeling like the rung of the ladder. Eventually we got her down. Now, by the time we're at the bottom of the thing, does not sound fun. we're at the bottom of the ladder, and there's, you saw that thing that Ash was swimming through, the, the little bit of water there? So everyone else, at this point, seen from a freaking horror movie, we've each got candles, two little candles, and everyone else is way the hell down the cave. It's just darkness around you, and then like the group of like, I don't know, 20 people near the mouth of the cave. And we're like, oh my god. Oh, no. And then Ash goes through the water, and swims, she swims like a fish. And she just kept going. And I was at the back in the darkness with this one candle, just like. <laughs> I get in the water, horrible swimmer. Again, the, the water wants to eat me. And, and I'm trying to like 
make my way through the water and hold my candle above. And eventually I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm gonna die. Oh fuck, I'm gonna die. And the, the candle goes in the water. And it's just dark and all I can see is light like 150 feet away. And I'm like, follow the light. Oh my God. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel just keeps swimming. Yeah. Just keeps swimming. Oh, it was awful. It was totally terrifying, but I didn't die. So that Apparently, was great. Yeah. Um, you didn't? No, no, I'm okay. still here. I mean, unless this is all just a fever dream, which is possible. Oh. Uh, In this day and age, yeah, who knows? It's a simulation, yeah. It's a save file. Um, so, okay, this was, though, the most magical day. So we both faced some fears. Then afterwards, there was like a giant rope swing, people like going into this river. And that was awesome. I didn't do that. Uh, then we went up this crazy hike to an overlook. And Alex, if you bring up the other picture, uh, we were the next cool thing in this jungle was you go through this crazy hike, there was howler monkeys in the trees. Oh my gosh. And we were, there's Beautiful. an overlook. Wow. This, is, this place is called Samuk Champagne, and I highly recommend it to anyone. Um, but those are natural limestone pools, and it's hard to see here, but you can see a person for scale. There's people there, and all the little like rivulets that are going between the pools, mm -hmm. um, the, the water has smoothed the stone into like natural water slides. Wow. Oh, interesting. It's amazing. Oh, and, uh, uh, so from there, we went, down to the, we went down to the pools, we hung out in the pools for quite a long time, and then we rode inner tubes, if you go to the next picture, all the way down the river, right back to the hostel we were staying at. Wow. Yeah, best Amazing. freaking okay, day so of my life. So look, I'm not saying that we <laughs> do this um, as an entire company, but I'm also not not saying that. I, I, I'm up for it. Right? I, natural right? water slides. That, yes. I don't know, that That's sounds super pretty good. good. Actually, like, uh, my father, uh, he told me about stories just outside Calgary. There's something just like that. <laughs> really? Where there's, like, moss and, like, sediment where you can just do that and use it as, huh. like, a natural water slide. Yeah, apparently it's just outside Calgary. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah. yeah so COVID things over. You no, know, that's only, like, 12 hours for us, you know? <laughs> you know, Dad, wherever, you know, if you're watching, just, you know, let people know. Yeah. Where that slide is, or don't, and just tell us. Yeah. I will say the, the hostel that we were at, this Utopia place, also had its own cacao fields. So we got to make chocolate from scratch. <gasps> Can't do that in Calgary. No. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure cacao <laughs> doesn't <laughs> uh, But we do live really close to the mountains. We could all go like whitewater rafting. Chocolate that would be anyway. so cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be super fun. <laughs> yeah. I remember being, I was whitewater rafting with friends once, and a, um, uh, uh, my friend Sherman, she just could not understand that you have to keep both hands on the paddle the whole time. So like oh. she's just like flying around, and then eventually we end up in a nice still kind of pool area. We're in the mountains, and we're, you know, Alberta between Alberta and BC is so beautiful. And um, the guide looks at me and says, "Can you swim?" And I said, "Yeah, I swim really well." But before I even finished the sentence, which was going to end with, "But I don't have my glasses on." Um, he just oh goes no. push and he just knocks me out of the boat <laughs> and dumps me into the water and because it's not that deep um, but I can't see very well so I'm just like great I'm in the water I'm swimming but also where are you guys oh no <laughs> um, so I was just like because I was really worried because Sherman I took my glasses off because Sherman's paddle was flying around everywhere and hitting oh. everyone in the face a pile of sticks oh hey guys yeah I was just like my friends <laughs> But yeah, it was a little bit just, you know, I was like, they're getting farther away from me. I think. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know where anything is happening. Yeah. That or you're getting closer wherever you need to go. That's true. Um, water raftings always kind of go sideways. But isn't that, that's part of it's what part it is. part of it. And on a, 
Yeah. I think I think what we're talking about when we think about our favorite adventures when we're traveling is the things that didn't go to plan. Always. Yeah. Right? Every time. Wait, wait, wait. Or it makes the best stories. That's the things you think about that didn't go to plan? Well, oh, I yeah. think the things that happened that you didn't expect are probably your best stories. Oh, okay. Because right? it's a surprise. There's that like chemical that like shoots to your brain where like, this is incredible. I didn't expect this at all. Makes you feel a little and bit more alive. it's happening. This is happening. This is real. And it's just like, Why does it happen yeah. more when we travel? Yeah. Isn't when you're that, outside of your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. You're trying new things and then you don't understand really what's happening. And then you're kind of forced to kind of just give in to what's going on. You're like, well, okay, I guess I'm going this over here. Like, oh God, <laughs> shit. And then, so, I mean, cause you've traveled for both of these like fun work experiences, but have you been anywhere else where you've just opened yourself up for whatever happens is this crazy adventure I'm on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such as. <laughs> of crazy ones. Um, <laughs> Anything you can share that's like internet friendly? Hmm. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, just lots of like really like culturally different ones. Like Morocco was one that was really different than I expected. Um, Matt's been to Morocco. I've heard it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible, especially if you feel like you're just somewhere totally different. There's like castles made out of mud and clay. But what? because a lot it's, of the signs are called... in French, I understand it's yeah. actually not so bad for Canadians, because if you yeah. can speak pa passable or read passable French. I, I thought I could understand yeah. a little bit, but then there was, I got nothing. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. It was beautiful sounding, like the mix of like Arabic and French together was oh. gorgeous to hear. It was mm -hmm. really cool. But um, man, that was like, it wasn't like a crazy, it was just so eye-opening. It was like somewhere else I've never been before. And half the places there was no like Wi-Fi or internet. So you just had to kind of go with what the locals said as well. And you know, you kind of had a, you know, it was a, felt risky, but safe at the same time. But there, uh, Sorry, the, 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 the no Wi-Fi <laughs> or internet thing reminded me of something at, at that same hostel. Uh, there was, a, there was no, in the main place you stayed, there was no Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. You had to walk out of it and go up to this little shack. <laughs> And the Wi-Fi was called "Get off your phone and go play." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that. Where, Which is so true. What travel experience do you think has had the most effect on who you are as a person? Oh dang. Ooh, I think they're all different for like different reasons, but I think well, I think maybe the first time I really got away was when I was 17. I went to Thailand. And just so many things went wrong oh. that I think that's what kind of like shaped me to be like, okay, I've got to figure stuff out in the moment. Like, oh my God, like not everything's so like easy. And it was just one thing after another, you know, the whole time we were going to be jungle hiking for a month. And then at the very end, oh. we were going to have the beach relaxation, like the real like luxurious time. I sliced my foot open the first day that we're there oh. and we're way out in the jungle. And so I'm just like, oh my God, it's fine. I'm just putting like literally that super glue band-aid over it, like on the bottom God. of my foot. And I'm like, it's fine. Though each day it's growing a bit bigger and a bit bigger and I'm ignoring it. You know, and wait, you're like, wait, wait. Oh, the, no. the cut was getting bigger uh -huh. or like it was infection? Like, it was like healing over, but I could tell it was super infected. Something was oh, up. No. <laughs> yeah, something was oh, up. Oh yeah. yeah. But you know, you're like, no, this is great. I'm gonna ignore it. We'll be on the beach soon. It'll be fine. And then it was just like one thing after another. We finally made it to like, by the end, when we finally got to the beach kind of resort area on Cosumet, it was bad, <laughs> like really bad. I went to this little Thai little hospital and they had to, I don't know if I want to get into details, but it was really bad. Oh, please do. 
Okay, I they mean, stabbed I'm, it. The bear must know. Stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, my friend was with me. They had to like pierce it with this big rod. She fainted. The doctor didn't know who to attend to because we're both screaming. <laughs> she passes out on the floor. And the nurse is just like, oh, I'm like, you know, this fluid from my foot flying, passed out person on the floor. Anyway, that was right fine. on your bare foot? Oh. <laughs> oh. Right. right on my bare foot. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I barely shot. caught it. Well, that was embarrassing. Oh, no. oh. oh, wow. For the record, he asked me to throw a pen at him for the bear jokes. When I was looking, well, now that I've broken everyone to their bare minimum, welcome to a fuzzy tuck. I'm Conan, the barbarian. Oh my goodness. Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, Trevor, That's what's your favorite pie? Is it Blackberry? No. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh no. That was right on the tooth. I threw it over here. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? It bounced off my tooth. It bounced off your tooth? It bounced off my it tooth. It didn't hit in the eye? It bounced off my tooth. Okay, good. I thought it hit in the eye. Oh yeah, I know. It hit my eye. Now that we're live, everyone know that it hit my eye. My bare eye. <laughs> Your bare eye. I swear I saw it in slow motion. It just like blinged off. <laughs> it's so cute and so sad. Okay. Well, that it's was the fun. bare necessities. Simple method. I, I have a story not as like remote and exciting, but um, I was playing beach volleyball in Alberta where, I mean, we don't have beaches and the weather was really bad. Uh-huh. And I cut my foot open because oh, no. it was so cold that, you know, it's Alberta um, and it's beaches. Um, <laughs> so uh, my feet were so numb I didn't really feel it. Oh no. And then I kept playing the game and we finished and then I go to my friend Tony and I'm like, oh, I think my friend, my foot is bleeding. And I, I kind of pick my foot up to show her and it's just like cut open between my toes, like uh. white deep. And it's just packed with garbage because I've just been running around in the sand. Oh. And she just, uh, and she's just like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I think we should go to the emergency room because um, it's really deep. And But she's driving and she's just getting whiter and whiter. Oh so no. we get to the emergency room and she almost faints. So they run over to her <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, what's wrong? And she's just like, ah, I gotta fly, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And she can't talk. So they immediately start attending to her. And then eventually she's just like, you should, my friend, and then, um, then I got a bunch of needles in between my toes, and they. St oh. Yeah. Oh, in between your toes. Oh my oh. god. Oh nah. no. And to do the mm. stitches, because they had to blast all the sand out. Oh. Because it got all really gross. They had to clean it. Yeah. Yeah. Much. I mean, not quite. I didn't get an infection, thank goodness. But yeah. But still. Oh, the to yeah. Woo, the toes. I'm sure you got all sorts of weird shots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just it really sucked because the end of my vacation, the luxury part, I was on antibiotics, and with that, you can't be in the sun. So it was just like everyone else was on the beach, like volleyball, margaritas, and I'm under this like umbrella, all grumpy, with all wrapped up. And then I thought I'd rent a moped, and then I crashed that. So that was more road rash. And wait, what? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Thailand's not your uh, mm. not your place. Twice I crashed on it. The wow. first time the brakes were they just didn't work, so I hit a little grove of palm trees. So much road rash, maybe even, yeah, so I was t more wrapped up. The hospital was like, oh, you again. And then Ooh, I was like, oh, you were 17? Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm all bandaged up. I'll go with my friend on the back of his bike. And he crashed his too. And then we were oh. both back in the hospital the third time. Holy crap. <laughs>
So I don't know if this means we should take Chelsea to Thailand or not. <laughs> I mean, I, oh yeah, that's a solid point. Cause like, either you want to like make better memories or- uh, Oh, they're or great memories is, though, weirdly enough. Or it's just cursed for you. I know that's kind of <laughs> weird, right? Yeah, it is weird, but. Um, I saw your hand up, Ash. Um, I just saw that we were telling uh, travel foot stories and I, I have a really short one that I would like to interject if I may. Go yeah. for it. Okay, so I was in uh, Cambodia at the time and uh, there was like all these like big dragon boat races happening and there was a team that won and they decided to come to the hostel that I was staying at to celebrate and have dinner and drinks. And so we started making friends with them and uh, I taught them how to leg wrestle. Mm. And so we started leg wrestling and uh, we had like a whole tier system of like uh, who we would battle and what have you. And I was the eventual uh, grand winner of the leg wrestle with all these, um, all the people that were staying at the hostel and the people that just run the dragon boat racing competition. And I was so excited that I jumped up in excitement and slammed my foot down and I slammed my foot down on a glass and I had a shard of glass that went through my foot and almost all the way up to my ankle. Oh! And also uh, being in Cambodia, uh, because the whole like Pol Pot thing was in the 70s, there wasn't a whole lot of like experienced doctors around. Oh. Um, oh. And so there was no doctors to go see in the area and so I had to fry an onion, which is like an old Ukrainian thing, mm. stick it on my foot to draw out the glass, and it eventually yeah. came out. Because it'll pull out all those freaking toxins. And the glass itself, because oh, it was too far under my foot to be able to grab it. Oh, because I know the onion like pulls out toxins. I've known that, but I didn't know it pulled out glass. What? No, the onion thing. pulled out toxins? I mean, lard does that. Does it not? I didn't know the onion thing, though. I know the biologist. Does it mean I know weird, <laughs> weird like witch doctor? BS yes, from, yeah, that's true. Yeah, from if anything you would try to disprove I don't know them, that. Right? Like, <laughs> huh? I'm not an onionologist. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> I was expecting so much from you. This is this unbearable. I have questions no. about <laughs> how this works. About the onion thing? I, I have more questions than just the onion. <laughs> I have many, many questions. I mean, I know that onions are full of compounds, most of them sulfur-based that are antimicrobial. Um, so I get why you might slap an onion on something, but why it would pull glass out, curious. Yeah, that's And but why- It worked? Like, what? It worked? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> it didn't work. Okay, here, no, here's the thing. Continue. Um, <laughs> you made tweezers. There was the no end. doctors around. I called my mom going, there's glass in my foot and there's no one around that can take it out. What do I do? And she's like Ukrainian and she was like, here's an old Ukrainian remedy. Get the cook to fry up some onion and plaster it to your foot and you'll be able to pull it out in the morning. And I was. Um, I don't know if that's just because my body was actively pushing it out or due to the onion or what have you, um, but the glass came out. I don't know if it was the onion or not, huh. to be totally honest. Hag magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call her mama hag? Yes. It's Whoa. A compliment. Whoa! It is a compliment! Oh. No, I'm with Roz on this one. <laughs> swamp, swamp witch compliment. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything because it's your mom. Yeah, oh, she great. can take a joke. Don't worry about it. It's just the definition of hag, you know. Mm -hmm. Pretty mm -hmm. mean. 
I mean, all don't right. we all aspire to such such lofty goals? Um, I want to throw do. your own question from earlier back at you. End of pandemic. Everyone's vaccinated. You can go anywhere. Where are you going? Um, so many places. And I don't know what order to do it in. I'm in a group chat with my two best friends. Uh, we call ourselves a little tripod because um, we're stronger. We've got three legs. No. It's three of us. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Wouldn't you um, have six legs? Anyway. Uh, no, not the way we party. And um, we're super. No, I'm the I'm the weird nerdy one. I had tickets to a Harry Potter uh, musical. That's what I'm Ooh. losing out on. It's a classical Harry Potter music. Um, but so the three of us are in a group chat where we're kind of debating about like what do we want from our experience when we go. And it's pretty much kind of resolved around a swim out bar. Um, and a beach and, and drinks. Okay. So hence the like the little bit here. Um, but I know that Matt loves to travel. But Matt likes to go to places that aren't resort based. He wants to go to somewhere where he can get off the trail and meet the people and you know barter for the weird thing and, and yeah. find this like weird instrument. We have this weird guitar from Mexico that he found as a student and like Sweet. sure. Um, and, and go to places that are like on your bucket list now. I, I ha there are places that I've always been like, I'm gonna go there someday. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride a camel in a desert someday. And before it was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But now I'm like, I wanna do those things for real because now it's such a treasure. Before it was just like a, oh, I could do this. I just don't. Yeah, I guess now it's like it's yeah. not always an option. It's increased the value of things because we haven't been able to. It's yeah. like it's like the you don't know what you got till it's gone thing, and the ability to go do those things, having that taken away, makes them that much totally. more desirable. And I have this really long list of places where um, I don't really like Christmas. You don't like Christmas? No. That's um, fair. But Matt loves Christmas. And the so I image had of Christmas or like the celebration, the family get together, or know, just like Halloween North American Christmas. Christmas oh, yeah. is always like a, hey, it's a thing you do. You get time off and you hang out. It's great. Um, what? We get time off for Halloween? No, for Christmas. Christmas. We should. Oh. We should. That would yeah. be great, Halloween though. should be American. Yeah. Hashtag Halloween is the new Christmas. Yep. So yeah, sorry. everyone's in. Uh, Christmas, who cares? Um, but Matt loves Christmas, so I had made this big list of like places that in the world where they celebrate like cool winter festivities around that time of year, and um, you know like can we go to Krampuslauf? You know, this, this yeah right, but like yeah. weird castles in Europe that are beautiful in the winter, and and now I'm like I want to I want to take people to the places that excite them and be a part of those experiences that I feel like I just I didn't make it a priority before because I felt like I could do it. And now that it's been such a, I can't book those trips. I just felt like as soon as I can, I want to go places with the people I love. Because what if this happens again? That excite them. Who knows? Or, you know, life is short. Anything can happen. And now you've been a part of a global pandemic that yep. has just forced everybody to live in their homes. And I have survived in my tiny downtown apartment with my boyfriend. And maybe we should go somewhere else and not murder each other. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Um, um, but take my mom somewhere too. That would be amazing. You guys have a place. Never mind where you're going first. But do you have a place that you've always wanted to go and never have? Ooh. Mine's Stonehenge. Never have. Oh, uh, you go ahead, please. That's interesting. You said about Stonehenge and that you were just bringing up winter things. I spent winter solstice in Stonehenge. Oh. <gasps> of course. Which was the coolest thing ever. Okay. How muddy is it? Extremely. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. When it you was pouring rain. Stonehenge, were you amongst them? Yeah. 
Oh, man. And then somehow I got initiated as a druid inside of Stonehenge, and I got to, like, lay in the middle of it, and then people were, like, saying stuff, and then I had to say stuff, too. I don't remember what I was saying. It was three in the morning. And, uh, and then we watched the sunrise, and there oh, were people dressed up in really cool, like, green man outfits, and... I had like a cool outfit, but covered in rain jackets and wait, wait, wait. pants. That explains so much. Are you like officially initiated as a druid? Can we? Can, can you take me and let me get in? Because apparently you can't even get up to the stones anymore. No, it's on solstice. You can though. You can? Yeah, on okay, winter I've, solstice. I've always, to go, I've, I've always wanted to go summer solstice because I'm a June baby. And they say summer is crazy. Like oh. if I was to go, like winter was there was a lot of people, but also it was pouring rain, so there it was like there was hundreds of people, but you could go up and you know you could touch the stones and go into oh. the center and then you know if you're chosen you can then go into the very center and have these oh. rituals and stuff and, and if you wanted you could even go outside and talk to different like druid parties and be initiated as a druid as well at oh, yeah. if you wanted to i'm in and it. it's really cool okay josh yeah <laughs> <laughs> where have you always wanted to go um don't say canada i mean i've always wanted to go to japan oh I always have. I, I crowded. I grew up watching a lot of anime. I I love a lot of their their movies. Um, I think their culture is extremely beautiful, um, as you know any any culture anywhere around the world. But it's just I've always been super fascinated with Japanese. I absolutely think that um, I would have a really good time there. But I'm just. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd sit out like a sore thumb, and then people would be like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" And uh, then give me the boot. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you should go. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have some friends it's that have gone to Japan. Expensive. I haven't been. It is super expensive. <laughs> yeah. I that, that was on. That's on our list. <laughs> I, I have places I that been, are. Heard it's great. Are really expensive, so it felt prohibitive before. But now it's like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Also, I have a funny feeling that at the end of all of this. There's going to be some discounted flights. <laughs> I, I think I'm not worried about going to the places as much as I am getting on a plane. Mm -hmm. Like, I already kind of had, like, when there's takeoff and landing is when I kind of grip the seat a bit. When you're up in the air, it's like, okay, we're good, whatever. I hate but, that. like, the, it's the initial bits that I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I am a super Man nauseous. is meant to be on the ground. <laughs> I just can't, like, as oh, soon as it. my inner ear goes off, I'm going to barf everywhere. Oh, so no. I have the, like, occasionally on a flight, I will, I don't know why it happens, but when it does, it's like, I'm going to barf. I can't control it. Um, so my body reacts Ooh. by falling asleep. So I get lucky. On, oh, that's yeah, so I lucky. I know. I get on a plane and I'm fast asleep. So usually my friends will take pictures of me like snoring on the plane. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's a defense mechanism. Stop doing that to me. Yeah. It's so I don't barf on you. You yeah. should be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, they, they I wish I had that. Better. You had your hand up, Ash. Uh, the chat wants Josh to know that oh. they would love him in Japan. I'm. I'm not sure why they weren't specific. Wait. Is it someone from Japan saying like open arms, send the bear man? <laughs> Send the bear man. He's big in Japan. No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. No, wait, but it's someone that has been to Japan and oh. lived there for a while. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, are they suggesting that I myself, as Joshua Leonard, go to Japan just as myself, or be like rock the bear coat all flight, and it'd be unbearable? I'd have to be in bare feet, but then make it to Japan, and then just you know live life as you would in bare necessities. Yes. That one. <laughs> wow. And, and, and on that note, uh, I want to thank you guys.
guys for being here, and uh, uh, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, what? That's it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah this going. So uh, no. th thank you both. Thank you guys for watching. And uh, this was our last time uh, live streaming to YouTube. Get a Twitch account. Next week it's going to be live on Twitch on Thursday. You can only watch it after the fact. If you like the chat, you can have to chat on Twitch. Sign up to the Twitch account. Follow us. Twitch.tv slash a filthy lot. We'll see you next week. Uh, stay filthy. <laughs> <laughs>